Hi everybody, it's American Whiskey Jesus, and I am here today with... Merdina Flummery. That's right, and we are here... Ready today to drink Redbreast Lestow edition. I am very excited. I am Lestowing after this whiskey. <laughs> this has been a long time coming. This was supposed to be our St. Patrick's Day oh, podcast. <laughs> We're a little bit tardy. That's right. There have been some circumstances. <laughs> that, yeah, things Various have come up. Circumstances. Travel and... Yeah, that's right. Merdina had uh, her annual trip to uh, <laughs> Spain. <laughs> Which is coincidental because that's where she picked up this bottle of Lestau Sherry, which is a Spanish Sherry. So that's that right. went perfectly. We wouldn't have had it on St. Patrick's Day with the Redbreast Lestau if we had done it then. It was worth waiting for. Sure. I had my flamenco dress on. Mm -hmm. And right after I left the bullfighting ring, I headed out to get this very special bottle of sherry because I thought it would be fun to have on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. And we'll talk about why. But before we get to all the... Whiskey nerdery. Yeah. I'm going to open the bottle and Please we're going to drink some. So, Red Breast, Single Pot Still, Irish Whiskey, Sherry Finish, Lestow. Lestow edition. Lestow edition. That's right. So, Ooh. as you know from visiting Lestow, Lestow is a producer of sherry in Spain. Oh. And there's a special partnership between... There you go. Thank you. Between uh, Redbreast and the Lestow Sherry Corporation. Very nice. To... Uh, Provide the perfect casks for Redbreast whiskey, for this uh, for this expression of Redbreast to age in. That is so interesting. Yeah. All right. right. All right. So, All right. what what would they say in Spain? Ole. Salud. Okay. Yeah, but we're just gonna say slanja anyway. <laughs> okay. All right, slanja. All right. I'm gonna nose it a bit here. Let's see. It smells sort of, kind of light and clean. Mm -hmm. No doubt, you can smell the sherry. Just like it, no doubt. You can sherry, smell. definitely. It's sweet. Mm -hmm. A little uh, bit whiny. Okay, so this is aged. Uh, I don't think it has an age statement on it, but most of their most of their whiskeys, at least six, some of it's 12, some of it's older. But this is aged in sherry casks other than Lestau, bourbon casks, and then finished really in, in Lestau. So Interesting. Th if you compare it to a red regular red breast whiskey that you might be familiar with, it's got that extra little twist at the end. And I think it's probably six months or a year in the So the, the sherry cask, cask is yes. really the defining characteristic of this particular whiskey. This particular one. So this is uh, very much like a, a red breast whiskey, um, w which is sherry and bourbon aged, and then a finishing touch ah. in the special Lestau sherry cask as well. We have an enormous problem. What's that? We haven't drunk anything That's yet. That's true. Oh, God, you're so right. <laughs> All right, what let's go. We were 10 seconds ago. I'm drinking. Mm. You know, there's no question the sherry is, is all over that. I'm liking it, though. I wasn't yeah. sure how I would feel about the sherry. Uh, I think it's very good. And you know what's funny? I, and when I first started drinking whiskey, I was not so oriented toward the, the ones where sherry comes out really strongly. But the more I drink them, the more I like them. And, and the thing about it is many people love sherried whiskey. I think that's like a favorite for a lot of people. That's interesting. I'm wondering, uh, I'm trying to think what would make somebody like this more than a non-sherried whiskey. It is a little bit, it's sort of light sweet. and sweet. It's got a little sweetness to it, light and sweet. It's even light in the glass. It's a beautiful color. Yep. And I wonder how it would be making mixed drinks with it. Um, well, I wouldn't mix anything with this. No, I think you, it's, it's excellent whiskey. You certainly but, don't need to, yeah. but I wonder if people would. Well, uh, let's see. If you think about it, it's it's in the same way that a Macallan or Glenlivet, those are sherried whiskeys. This had, I will say the the finish on this is different, but just in general, sherried whiskeys, I think they go pretty well with a lot of things. Then again, when you think about mixing a whiskey with a Coke or something like that, mm. um, the, I think you, it wouldn't, you wouldn't appreciate the sherry in I that. I mean, you wouldn't really be tasting anything if no. you mixed it with a Coke. Right, but a lot of people do. Ooh. Don't they? I don't like know. Jack Daniels and Coke. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, You're like right. A, Jack like and a, Coke. Or, I think yeah. the reason the Jack as well is because it's a big charred barrel, so that it has that strength that mm. sort of stands up to the other flavors a little bit more. Interesting. I think, again, like this is, I think, actually something I copied from Merdina. When, when one time we were sitting in a bar or home or something, and, and she said, sometimes, and she was just, pensively looking off into the distance <laughs> holding her Glencairn glass thoughtfully and she said I don't know why I ever mix anything with this yes. whiskey that is yes. and I was like you know what that's a good point well but I think you were the one who first coined the phrase 
um, why would I order order any drink but whiskey? Well, that's true too. Because we've done that. We've been at bars or restaurants, you know, where you're sitting there studying the cocktail yeah. menu like you're studying for finals because there's so many words on it and you're reading and you're reading and you're like cucumber and bitters right. and all these different ingredients. And then you're thinking, or... Just whiskey. Just whiskey would be great right now. Well, and I mean, I don't know. I mean, sometimes, you know, you want a little variety, but I agree. Then again, then I come back mm -hmm. after after that and I go like, this is fine. This is bad. This is really great. <laughs> this is really good. This is really good. We've befriended the uh, the Redbreast Twitter account guy. He's, mm. been, he's been very excited. Our apologies to you, sir or madam. Uh, I say guy, but it could be anybody. A guy in the sort of yeah. universal sense. Generic. Yeah, like you guys. Yeah. Uh, this, I, to you, I say this is a really, really good whiskey. I think this is one that, uh, let's see, where are we? We're on 46% alcohol by volume. So mm. it's, it's you know, it's it's stronger than a kind of uh, typical Irish whiskey, which is often way down at 40. Mm. Um, but it's good. I mean, it doesn't have a ton of burn. It's got a lot of flavor. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. It's very drinkable. I'm just, you know, sipping it. No ice, no water, no mm. nothing. And it's going down smooth. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, am I going to put water in? I probably will at some stage. We always do the water experiment. Some sometimes point. it's interesting. Sometimes it's just... It's just like more water, it's some just, water. Yeah. I know what water tastes like already. <laughs> just, you're, you're a bit of an expert uh, on water. If there's something I know. Yeah. Yeah. As a human animal. I mean, you bathe in it. I, every day. You swim well, in it. Well, not every day. I mean, that's that's <laughs> <Yeah>. ridiculous. <laughs> I saw an opportunity for a joke. I actually do bathe every day. <laughs> I don't think that needs to be said. I, you know. Um, all right. So. So are you going to tell me uh, uh, some things about Redbreast? Have we done an Irish whiskey before? Well, of on course the we've done Teeling. Te oh, my, how could I forget? Hashtag forget? Teeling is Hashtag for teeth. Teeling is for teeth. Yeah. And then we did the Jameson Caskmates um, as well. We did do that. So That's to me, right. I Ireland stands very tall in in the world of whiskey. I mean, Ireland is one of you know. I think about really. There's five whiskey nations that matter. I think. <gasps> Is this, is this a quiz? Quiz, it's a quiz. Do you have your stars ready? Uh, st uh, star stickers for my chart. Okay, yes. got them. Okay. Five whiskey countries. The, yeah, I mean, there are many, but the five main whiskey countries in the I'm world. I'm so excited because I think I can do it. I think you can too. Okay, you got your Ireland. Ireland, yep. You got your Scotland. Sure. America. Oh, sure. Japan. Yes. Canada. Yes. Yes. I knew Canada wouldn't let me There's down. Your star. There's my There's your star. sticker. All right. It is. I'm going uh, to put this you, on right now. Put, just put it on yourself? Yeah. Okay. That's right. I think I've earned it. I think. Okay. Let's see where she puts it. Right yeah, on her. Yeah, right like on a her. corsage. <laughs> it's beautiful. Without that, a pin. By the way, you might be picturing those little tiny star no. stickers like oh, your no. first grade teacher put on your homework. No. American Whiskey Jesus hands out a star sticker bigger than my hand. It's, it's yeah, enormous. It's enormous. <laughs> but I feel that, that, that she deserves it in this case. Uh, and I think that this whiskey deserves it too because, well, I tell you, that's a really consistent taste all the way down. Like a lot of times, the the ah. start and the finish will will change. This doesn't change all that much. That's an interesting way to put it. Yeah. And first, my first sip sometimes of a whiskey, the first sip will burn, yeah. or it's just, it's a lot. It, it assaults the senses. Even if you know <laughs> you're gonna love your third drink, sometimes you got to kind of get through the first one to two swallows, like to right. Yeah, numb, you got to numb yourself. You gotta, a little. Yeah, you got to accept the. This the, one, even the first drink was like smooth and easy and delightful. It is delightful. Mm -hmm. It is delightful. The story of Redbreast whiskey is interesting. So what I'm gonna do is right now is blow people's minds. Wow, I can't wait. Yeah, get ready. I'm ready. Is your mind Let me let me another swig of whiskey position? and then I'm ready. All right. Redbreast is part of Irish Distillers Limited, which also is Jameson's and Powers and Green Spot and the other most of the other well-known Okay. Irish whiskeys. So, mm -hmm. it is it is one big company that's actually part of an even bigger company. But at the local level, at the production level, they're all they're separate. So when you when you hear people talk about the fact that it's a big company, it doesn't really matter because what's happening at the local level is individual. So there's a Redbreast Distillery in um, in Middleton, which is down in County Cork. I went to County Cork some years ago. I think I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. All County right, Cork. It's, it's far, you know far from the big city of Dublin, which is not really all that big of a city, but a charming city. Cork is more like a place where if there were going to be, if if there was a a town inhabited mostly by wizards or hobbits or some creature <laughs> like that, that's where they'd be. Probably where so, they'd be. Uh, or leprechauns, dare oh, I say? Oh yeah, sure, that's yeah. racist. Okay. But sure, we can, <laughs> we can say that. 
<laughs> you know what? It's not racist for me to say it because I'm a little bit Irish. You got to be Irish enough. I'm plenty Irish by way of Canada. I'm allowed to make leprechaun jokes. You think? I really do. Here's the other thing I've learned about Ireland. I was uh, I was in Ireland a couple years ago at a big event at the Guinness Storehouse. And uh, it was actually this great big dinner. And they'd put out all these things on the tables, like festive, you know, items. And it was things like uh, really stereotype red beards you could put on and okay. all these other things. Shamrock decor, that sort of thing. That kind of thing, yeah. yeah. But beyond that, to Leprechaun, and I realized that in general... Irish people seem pretty okay about casual racism toward themselves. That's that's what I learned. I think they're just celebrating that kind of, you know, whimsical, sure. funny, magical side of right. themselves. People want to think they're magical and have a pot of gold. Then I'm a little bit magical. I, I know. I know. Yes, you are. Let's see. What else? Oh, most of the history of Redbreast, actually, they they existed as an, as an organization, but they were just bonders. They they would buy whiskey and then oh. keep it in warehouses and age it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting, right? So that was a long period of time. The brand was really kind of rebooted in 91, 1991. Oh, okay. Interesting. I was going to ask you, did yeah. you say how long it's been around? Well, so the... It, they've been producing whiskey, I think, probably since about 1910, if I'm oh, wrong wow. about that. Okay, so over Red 100 Twitter, years. Yeah, yeah. Redbreast Twitter friend, let me know. But then there was a lull. We've talked about this before. The lull due to prohibition in the U.S. And also just the general decline yeah. in whiskey. Yeah. And it just took a while for uh-huh. the enthusiasm to build back up uh-huh. again. And, yeah. and in their case, they actually brought the brand back, started producing again in 1991, and here we are. And here yeah. we are, yeah. This Lestau actually was launched in 2016 2016 i'm 100% confident of that okay and uh so i'm enjoying looking at the bottle you know mm. i always enjoy that it's uh it's a pretty bottle it's sort of squat yes it's kind of a, a little distinctive bit. yeah it's different a lot of the whiskey bottles are very slim and elegant yes it, it's not that it's not elegant no it's got a different it's just different, and it's got this cute little etching of a bird on the front. I yep. assume the red breast in question. Yep, I would think so. And, uh, and it's got yeah, it's, it's got a, this little flared like a copper, flared neck on the bottom. Yeah. Label. It's pretty. It's a pretty bottle. So this is a uh, pot still. Yeah, I was going to ask about yeah. that single pot still. What do I need so, to know about that? Well, a pot still has the big rounded bottom, mm. and uh, it's different from a column still, which, for example, most bourbon. Most bourbon producers use column stills primarily, which is this really tall, narrow thing. So I, I think there's yeah. a relationship in the bottle shape then. Could be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, I, I, it could maybe. be evocative of that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Things are, it's good when things are evocative of things. Sure. You know, I mean, as opposed to evocative of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what would that? something be if it was evocative of nothing? Now, if you did a clever podcast episode yes. titles drawn, you know, pulled nuggets out mm-hmm. of the episode, you mm-hmm. could call this one evocative of nothing. Except I don't think anyone would want it. It sounds like existential dread Listen to it. Yeah. playing out. But for me, whiskey is the, really the counter argument to existential dread. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Because as long as you can drink some whiskey, you know, yes. it's worth it to keep going. Right. I mean, here's the question that I always ask people. It's like, when you have a question like, what's the meaning of life? Like, what answer would be good enough? Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Like, what, what, what possible answer? What better a- I mean, think about this. Here's a, let's think about whiskey for a second. So mm-hmm. somebody has, over many years, brought together the ability to, to make this fabulous concoction of tastes yeah. and put it together and send it all around the world and, and for re- almost relatively little money. Yes. We can buy it and sit here and enjoy it and taste it and talk about it and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like... Isn't that good enough? Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, that's enough. That's, that's enough, probably right? like, enough. That, that well, and all the other and many wonderful things And then you have to say to yourself, life, right? well, I mean, you could you could expand out from there. What does that mean? Does that mean you're with a friend having right. a drink? Absolutely. Right? Does that mean you're drinking with a friend and, oddly enough, recording a podcast while you do so? That's right. So that everyone out there can also have a drink and drink with us and we can all be friends together. That's a- okay. That's enough. Absolutely. Actually, we, I met a guy, a, fr- a friend of mine now, I would say who is in the midst of producing um, his uh, whiskey-based podcast. I think we're going to have him on as oh, a guest fun. one of these days. Is he, does he have some episodes out yet? He doesn't have any out yet. Okay, but, let me know because yeah. I'll take a listen. Yeah, yeah. He, he's really, he's an interesting guy. And the thing that he, he, he's recorded them, but he hasn't published them yet. Sure. And the thing that he asks people is, if there was any person that you could have a, a, whis- a dram of whiskey with, mm-hmm. living, dead, whatever, who would it be? Nice. And, you know, what would the dram be? And it, it's a, to your point, right? Like, 
it's that moment of sharing. Yeah, I love that. And the kind of conversation you have when you're sitting with someone with just a little whiskey between you, yep. it's a good conversation. So for example, I'm looking at this bottle of Listau Sherry, which uh, Merdina bought when she was near the town of Listau in uh, Flamenco Regionals. I think luckily, it was regionals, luckily, it? Yeah, yes, and luckily it was um, so near Canada, it was very convenient for me to stop by. So It's really not, though. <laughs> She gets confused when she flies. <laughs> Flying's not magic, Mardina. <laughs> it is when you're part leprechaun. I see. I see what it is. Um, right, okay. Well, anyway, I, I don't know how we're going to... Uh, okay, so here's what we did. We thought that it uh, it would be great to drink the Listau, talk about the sherry taste in this, mm. and then also have the Listau sherry. We have the Solera, East India Solera sherry, which is, uh, I think, 80%... Um, oh no, that's right. Listau, yeah, th this is eighty percent um, Oloroso. This is the this is like the uh, eight, the little black dress of uh, of sherries. Oloroso is like like the standard. Oh really? Metal. Okay. Yeah. Now uh -huh. now I'm not sure I've ever had sherry. Yeah. On its own. Yeah. Nobody. What, what does one do with sherry? Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> because it's out there. It's oh, made. No, sure. It's bottled. Yeah. It's sold. It, it certainly is. I'm, well, well, we're going to drink it in a second. I've heard of cooking sherry. Sure. So sometimes people cook with it. Sure. And then there are sherry glasses. There are. In fact, we have two right here. They were dug out of an ancient cabinet earlier today. Uh, you took pictures of these, right? I did. They're in the picture I'm going to post. Okay. So, you know, of course, we're a little fussy about our whiskey glasses, the <laughs> yes. Glencairns, because they just, you know, they just add to the experience a little sure. bit. We'll drink out of anything, though, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, true. Dixie yeah. cup. Right out of the bottle. Just pour it right in the end. It's fine. Sometimes Martina's like a baby bird, and I just pour it in her mouth. <laughs> when you're getting near the end of the bottle, I mean, what, really? You gotta go, you gotta go you know, for it. I'm like standing over the recycling can, just getting, <laughs> getting the last few drops out. Of like a $200 bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Because, yes. of course, with that kind of bottle, you cannot... Wow, you're not you, going to waste no, that last waste little bit. No, not at all. That's just not how Merdina rolls. So your your uh, this was from some British great-grandmother's yeah. yes. china cabinet. That's you right. found these fabulous little sherry glasses. They really are. And I also love that they're not... <laughs> that they don't match. We no, have two perfect. separate elegant little <laughs> sherry glasses. So I will say that if you go... Uh, you took a picture of the, of the sherry bottle, yeah, too, Yeah, it's right? in there. There's there's other Lestau sherries, but I thought this one was the one that was closest to um, closest to the one that is used in these barrels. I could be wrong. But um, I'm going to read you the... Okay, let's hear I know it. how much you love the in words to describe... In a Spanish accent? Yes, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lestau East India is a rich cream. The atmosphere of the Lestau cellar, the sacrista, so I messed up on the Spanish word, the sacristia is warm and humid, conditions similar to those aboard the ships which sailed to the Americas in the 16th century with casks of sherry lashed to their decks as ballast, <laughs> acquiring extraordinarily smooth and deep character with great complexity. So that's what we got. I would prefer you talk that way from oh, now on. Oh, okay, I will I, do I it. Really but maybe it. not on this podcast. <laughs> Quite enjoyed it. All right. Okay. Here. Smell oh, it. shall I smell? I'm just thinking, yeah. Oh, hmm. I, I think we're just going to taste a bit. Just a little. I don't expect I don't know, man. to like the sherry on its own. <laughs> Let's see. Ooh, see that's thick. Oh, it's My goodness, it's so dark and thick. It's brown. It's brownish in color. <laughs> I know, it's not brownish, it's brown. It's full on brown. You know, when and you look at a whiskey and you think it's golden or it's caramel or. Well, and you can sort of see through it, it's yeah. translucent. The sherry is not translucent, it's reminiscent of maple syrup. It um, is. Wow. Hmm. It has a uh, challenging taste. I would only do this for you, smell. Whiskey Jesus. Um, I feel like we're about to do communion. Here. <laughs> it is. All right. Slanja. Dear Lord. Wow. That is, um, that's something. That is a, uh, I, here's, what I, here's what I think it is. And also just because of the, <laughs> when terrible. you look at a sherry glass. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> Before, before the show, before the show, um, I said I think you're gonna. We're we're both gonna go into hysterics after we actually taste the sherry. Sherry is a drink that um, I think you you think you drink a little tiny bit of it as evidenced by the glass. Yeah. And you drink it after dinner, maybe. And but then you just feel really sorry for yourself. I mean, I don't. I really don't know why anyone would choose to drink this. Well, let's not be so. Wait, let's do a second I, okay. sip. Okay, I'm trying not to be judgy. I'm I'm sure there's. <laughs> 
somebody Judge out pudgy, there putting in pie. who likes to drink whiskey. I'm, I'm sorry, who likes to drink sherry, but... Mm. I mean, it doesn't have an alcohol burn, but it really is like some it, kind of uh, topping for a dessert. Yeah, it actually, weirdly enough, it doesn't really taste like alcohol mm -hmm, right. or like wine. Yeah. It tastes a little bit like a sweet Should medicine. Should I do the description again? <laughs> Was there any more information on the bottle? Uh, reminiscent of raisins and creme brulee. So slightly chilled. Oh, we didn't ch oh, slightly chill it. Chilled. That would help because then you wouldn't be able to taste it so much. <laughs> All right. I'm, Mardina I'm, applies that principle to so many areas of her life. I had two or three sips. Right. I'm going back okay, to the but, red Okay, but here's the reason that I thought it would be interesting to have yeah, yeah, it. Because no, I want to see if there's a continuity of flavor that you can pick up. Well, obviously now... I'm going to take a sip of water just okay, to get so that off my Okay, so we have the memory of sherry on our palate. So now I'm going to go back to the red breast and just, see yeah, is there some... Yeah, but take a sip of water okay, first. Yeah, good just idea. Just to kind of reset a bit. All right, let's see. Yeah, okay. I, absolutely. I mean, it's like... I will say smells. We're, we're each going back and forth smelling our sherry and our whiskey. Yeah. They are clearly related. They're so related. It's like one is is diluted and then and then good whiskey is added to it. Yes. Right. So it's very pleasing it's very in the pleasing. whiskey. It's, it's just very not pleasing. so great by itself. I, Interesting. I, you know what? Here's so they talk about the word cream mm. with sherry. Yeah. And if you if you if you just nose your sherry your sherry very lightly, you can smell it in a way that almost is. A little sickly, like a little too much for me. I mean, I, yeah. you know, and again, you mentioned dessert. Drink so, what yeah. you like, right? Like we're not violating that commandment, but and then, but then, smell for that same creamy, mm. sweet smell in your in your red breast. Mm. You can smell it, and against the back notes of you know the bourbon casks and the sherry casks and the aging whiskey, it's actually quite delightful. Yeah, the red breast smells wonderful. It smells amazing. Yeah. It really does. I'm gonna dab a little behind my ears. Just you know, so I could smell like whiskey the rest of the night. Um, you already do, I think, at this point. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not close up or anything, yeah, but I, I think probably if we I smell mean, like after, anything. After that little adventure in sherry, I'm yeah. really happy to go back to the red breast whiskey. Oh, yeah, no. A delicious But, one. you know, the reason that I wanted to taste it was because I wanted to, to see the through line mm -hmm. and flavor between, and what I, I love the fact that, because in, uh, in Scotland or Ireland, uh, when they buy these barrels from overseas, over in in Spain and mm -hmm. the sherry barrels, it's almost like this—I don't know—faceless transaction, right? Oh, okay. Like these barrels come in, like they, it's they just buy them on the from market somewhere yeah. that had something in and it, and they know what it is, right? Yeah, they know what it still, is, but it's like, oh, they yeah, they could be from anywhere. And I think that most of the time there are brokers that work. I know this is true oh. in Kentucky to take their barrels and ship them off to Scotland and Ireland. Makes sense. Makes sense, right? Yeah. But I love the idea that the Redbreast people and the Lestau people said, let's find the barrels that are perfect for your whiskey. That is nice. That's a great idea. Yeah, that is a great idea. I like the idea of it being more um, purposeful mm -hmm. and saying mm -hmm. like Redbreast is saying, we want it to be as good as it could possibly be. We yep. want it to be a very specific flavor. So mm -hmm. we're going to be really specific in which sherry barrels we're yep. using. Now, that's good. I respect that. Yeah. So if you're, uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll Take a couple steps back on the barrel thing for a second, because mm -hmm. not everybody has listened to every one of our podcasts. So we don't, you know, it's not like we expect you to know everything we've ever said. And I feel, I feel like I've come so far. You've come so far. Because in the early podcast, you would have to explain things to me over and over again. Well, that's why there's a great big star on your... <laughs> I know. On your... It took me a long time to earn these star <laughs> badges. <laughs> okay, so barrels. Yeah. Let's just do a little thing on barrels. Whiskey has flavor from the the making of the whiskey. That comes from the grain that's used and the water and all the other stuff. But a, probably half or more of the flavor comes from the barrel that it that it rests in for a long time. Right, that's and that's an, that's an area of choice. Yes. Which barrels you're going to use. What did those barrels have in them before? That's right. Whether it was nothing in right. the case of bourbon right. or something right. in the case of Irish or Scottish whiskeys. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right. So good. so good. I am so good. So you can actually, you know, it's interesting because bourbon actually is really limited. We talked about that, about yeah. how you, bourbon, the rules are a lot tighter. But but for other kinds of whiskey, I mean, there are things you can do. But with other kinds of whiskey, it's kind of like uh, a palette with different mm. colors on it mm. that you can use to... More room for creativity. That's right. Mm. Well, I mean, and what that means, I think, with bourbon is that people have to be creative in other ways. 
But it's but it's an interesting like a lever that the bourbon people don't have as much. So Irish um, whiskey is kind of like modern poetry. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. You've got to find your art with fewer parameters boxing you in, and and American bourbon is like a sonnet. You have to follow these rules. Yes. And find your creativity within those limitations. That is one way of putting it. This is this is an English <laughs> major's take on <laughs> interpreting whiskey. And what is a villanelle? Villanelle? Is, thing? is, is that a villanelle a thing? thing? Villanelle? I don't know. What is villanelle? Is that some like girl you went to college with? She sounds oh, like yeah, a bitch. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. I hope villanelle doesn't hear this because no, I do no, not wait, need to hear from her. I, I, that's like part of the cell, right? Huh? That's like one of the little things in a model of a cell. You know when junior high students make a cell? A villanelle? A villanelle. <laughs> I, I just hope villanelle doesn't hear this. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, so that's right. So the the flavor. So when you think about sherry, now what you don't. I mean, it's it's wine, so it's made of grapes, right? And you then, um, it's it's a sort of super concentrated wine. I think it's distilled actually. And then what happens is all of that flavor sort of sits in the wood of the barrel. Mm-hmm. And as you put the 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 whiskey in the barrel, mm-hmm. some of the characteristics of the wine actually kind of makes it back into the barrel. I mean, it would have to, yeah, right? It does, makes yeah. sense. I'm thinking I'm looking at your sherry bottle and wondering, A, what are you going to do with a 99% full bottle of sherry? Right. And B, I don't know. I don't have a B. What am I going to do with it? And B, um, <laughs> B, that really is the main question, though, A. Okay, really so I, I think we're going to need some creative solutions for a tremendous amount of <laughs> leftover sherry. There's probably somebody who loves sherry. Yeah, that you could... I have a cousin named Sherry. There's that Journey if, song named Oh Sherry. Now, I wonder, if you're named Sherry, do people give you bottles oh. of sherry? Like, ha-ha, happy right. birthday, sherry. sherry. Here's your bottle of... Right, so... And they probably do. That's unfortunate, and that makes me wish my name were... Uh, whiskey. Uh, 18-year McCallum (laughs) something. (laughs) Can I get it legally changed to that? 18-year McCallum. Merdina, 18-year McCallum. (laughs) Be like, oh, ha-ha, what are you going to give me on my birthday? Mm -hmm. I think that's what you should do tomorrow. Go down to the courthouse, change change that. Figure out what whiskey you really, really want. Um, You know, in the last podcast, I know that you missed the last podcast. So Oh, I have news. We I have love, news. I love news. You know this news, but they don't know this news. Lay it on us. The king is getting married. King Arthur is oh, getting married. Such great news. The two days after we did the podcast, he proposed full on uh, airplane pulling a banner sky in the sky. Riding, yeah. And of course, when you go that far, my goodness, you you better kinda, hope the answer is going to be yes, yes right? right? Anyway, that all worked out. Yeah. And he is getting married. We're so happy for him. I am Slancha super Art happy. Oh. and Dana. Yes. Yes. To the king. To the king. Mm. So if you have, I don't think he's on Twitter, but you, if you have congratulations for him, I will pass them along if you if you say them on. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so there's that. But in the last in the last podcast, we we had the Highland Park Valkyrie. Yes. And then I took it directly over to your house the following day. <laughs> and I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those are my kind of leftovers. Yes. Like there's nothing sadder than Unlike opening up the your sherry bottle. Yeah. No. Please, no sherry bottle. Or I was going to say, oh, I stand corrected. There is okay. something more sad than opening up your fridge and seeing those styrofoam boxes sort of piled up because right. somebody has left leftovers sad in the fridge leftovers, that nobody yeah. wants. Like, yeah, yeah. leftover Thai food. I do not want it. No, no Don't one just does. throw that crap away. No. But even worse than that would be the leftover sherry, I think. The thing about the sherry, I think the sherry probably lasts a very long time. I mean, uh, you years, could put it, you, you are welcome to put it in the back of my liquor cabinet and let's just see how long it sits back there. It'll forever <laughs> is the answer. Yes. Um, forever. Until, I have some. I don't know. Maybe I already, when we're like super old, we'll suddenly want this. Because I associate this with like my, your grandma. I'm looking yeah. forward to being an old lady. Yeah. I'm going to uh-huh. get me some little crystal glasses yeah. uh-huh. and some bottles of sherry. Use these. And that's what I'll do one. every day at 2 o'clock. Siri will remind me. You know, it's mm-hmm. Merdina, time for sherry. Time for sherry. You're like, hell yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Open a fresh bottle of <laughs> Lestal East India Solera. Yeah, maybe I'll have a taste for it by then. This is what I'm saying. You, cr- you may There may be some Rubicon of age that you cross. 
Where all of a sudden, that tastes unbelievably delicious. You know, there's a really good point in that, because it's not like I was drinking whiskey when I was 21. That's I true. wasn't. And I, maybe I would have liked it if someone had introduced it to me. Right. Some, like, right. you know, older, silver-haired gentleman. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this is a recurring fantasy. Very particular yeah. scenario yeah, here. It's, it's, but yeah. when you're in your 20s, I think you tend to drink beer. He's, of course he's rich. That goes without saying. Obviously. He's introducing <laughs> me to the finer things in life. And you're paying attention to him, and he's a silver-haired gentleman. So yeah, I mean. yeah. No, but no, but when you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. you're drinking beer and maybe inexpensive wine and margaritas, right? That's well, like if you're drinking whiskey, you're, yeah. you're shooting whiskey, which is a tragedy, by the way. Well, or you're drinking Jack and Coke is probably more... Right, but, like, but, but that's to the point, right? Yeah. If you're drinking Jack and Coke, that means you have Jack... Which, when you sip Jack Daniels, it tastes good. Just, it's a good just drink whiskey. It. Just drink you it. don't Not need the Coke. Whatever. People can drink what they drink. Drink what they want, yeah. 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 This is the thing. But if now, in our advanced age, in our right. 30s... Um, ish. <laughs> 30s-ish. Um, that whiskey tastes really tastes great. Tastes amazing. Really great. I don't know what's going to taste good in my 60s or 70s. That's Maybe right. sherry will taste great. Maybe it will. You know what it's time for? What is it time for? Candy pairing. Yay! I brought my Crown Royal um, cloth reticule. Right. Which I just got a new Twitter friend thanks to my using my, my uh, Crown Royal bag. I, I appreciate that and people... I, yeah. yeah, I brought my candy in uh, it. So I decided... Now, Whiskey Jesus, hey, <laughs> it's time to bring you to going. task a little yeah. bit. So I, I was not able to be at the last podcast. Yes, yes. You brought in the king. Yep. And you guys had some kind of like 7-Eleven Mini Mart orange yep. slice this gel is, candy. It, basically, that, that's the case, yeah. You know what? A lesser whiskey might have been ruined by a candy pairing We like stopped that. eating it after a minute. <laughs> You're really lucky you had such a beautiful whiskey. We that had an amazing Highland whiskey. Park Valkyrie, that was some good whiskey. Yep. Yep. But, um, yeah, that was a terrible, terrible candy pairing. Mm. So I'm I'm correcting that today by bringing in a Surefire winner. It's yep. a Toblerone bar, yep. uh, beloved by uh, duty-free airport shops and um, just people and, everywhere. And this one, I think, she got on the same trip as the sherry bottle during the Flamenco Regionals. Yeah, you know. It's enormous. It's like it's, half the size of my desk. Right. You know, they, they if they're going to sell me a three-foot-long Toblerone right. that I can barely carry because it's so heavy, but I didn't have to pay tax on it. But didn't so you also I'm, have to count it as your carry-on? But I'm making money. Okay. You see, I, I am see. making money on this. Because of all the money you didn't pay in because taxes. Because there must be a reason duty-free shops are a thing. You can't afford not to buy it. I don't think capitalism <laughs> would steer me wrong. No, no, no. That's not how it works. I mean, it's it's all about looking out for you. So this is Swiss melt chocolate. We've got we've got Irish whiskey. Yep. We've got Spanish sherry, and yep. we've got Swiss melt chocolate with That's honey right. and almond nougat. I think we can't go wrong. We cannot. I'm gonna break off some triangles here, the way one does. Uh, now I just have to say, so I'm uh, I'm currently not eating all that many carbs. Okay. So I, I'm gonna have a bit, have but a I can't nibble. overboard. No, I can't that's go all overboard. right. That's all right. Have a nibble. But do you know? Do you know what also makes me say though? Oh, uh-huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna eat the uh, candy pairing, and then uh, I'm gonna tell you the thought that I have. I'm already eating, I so. <laughs> he's he's talking on and on, and I meanwhile cramming chocolate into my mouth. All right. Mmm. Yum yum yum. Well, the chocolate is great. Mm-hmm. It's got this wonderful crispy texture. And now we're <laughs> we've gone silent for a moment because we're chewing and drinking. I know you can get a Toblerone. Sometimes we come up with these. Uh, well, I try to make sure the whiskey's available, and Merdina tries to give you a way to get to the 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 thing that she's after. But this, I think everyone will be able to Toblerone get. is everywhere. It's yeah. in every airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every grocery store. So I have some mm. incredibly good news for people who like whiskey or people who want to like whiskey. Oh, I'm, I'm all ears. And it's related to what I just said. Mm-hmm. So uh, people who are on keto diets or low-carb diets or whatever, mm-hmm. whiskey has zero carbs. Zero. Now, that's interesting because yes. I think of it as being a lot of sugar. Well, once it's distilled, it's all gone from a dietary point of view. What is it then? It's alcohol. It's alcohol. So it's actually not a macronutrient. I don't even know what that means. Well, macronutrients are proteins and fat, protein, fat, carbohydrates, 
like that. Those are okay. macronutrients. What are micronutrients? I don't then? know. That okay. I can tell you. <laughs> it sort of begs the question. It doesn't does, it? doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so car. So literally, if you're if you're keto, if you're if you're low carb, you can drink all the whiskey in the world, <laughs> and it has no impact. It might have an impact on something else. <laughs> In fact, I can attest to the fact that it has an impact on a few other things. I can imagine it would. And I actually had, um, I just had my annual physical Mm -hmm. with my doctor. And um, it was was great. It was all good news. You're you're in excellent health. You're, you're the best. You're the best health of any. I don't go to. The Trump I don't go to Trump's doctor yeah. with the hair. It's amazing. I, I don't even right. know how this guy. This is the healthiest human holy, in the history holy of humans. Holy shit! I don't even understand. Oh my God, can you imagine? No, Mr. Trump to- has gotten bigger and stronger every year for the last ten years. <laughs> No, I go to a very sensible, very reputable, okay. very slim physician. <laughs> She's great. Okay. She has she has beautiful hair. Mm. I wouldn't go to a doctor who didn't have nice hair. Right? I'm just Come saying. On. Come on. You're so smart. Why don't you have good hair? I completely <laughs> agree with that. This is what I say to people all the time. And pretty much, if you know me, you know that like I got the Trump card on that one. I'm like, yeah, yeah I got you on. You, yeah, know, you yeah. can't. No. Anyway, no. please continue. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> we, we digress. Where was I? So I had my annual physical with my lovely doctor. Mm. And she did pronounce me in very good health. She was sitting there with my printout of my blood work right. results. And she's like, your cholesterol is phenomenal. So I'm feeling like, really, like, wow, I... there, there should be a word. Is there a German or Japanese word for when you're super smug and proud of something that you actually had, like, no control over? Well, you have some control over it. I guess, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah, you have something. I mean. I don't know. I don't think I've done anything um that's true. To earn Medina it. doesn't go out of her way to make herself really, more healthy. I really don't. I never think about it. It just comes to me like. A On gift. the other hand, you you do go into these things where you're like, I oh yeah, today I ate a raisin for breakfast. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I forgot that it was lunchtime. No, I'm so not. So some a, of you women out there will just hate Merdina for no, this. I'm sorry, I'm not a big I'm not a big food person. It's true. This I'm not I'm highly motivated by food. Right, I, right. I do like whiskey and I do like candy, which is why I'm here. That's right. So I'm not saying I don't have my vices. But anyway, then we got to the portion where she was just quickly, because I've been with this doctor for a while, she's mm-hmm. quickly like, okay, any updates, any changes, still this, still that, right. never a smoker, yep, a social drinker, not daily. Mm-hmm. And yes. I was like, um, yes. and I was kind of like, dot, 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 and then she just moved on. You're like, uh, yeah. so you yada, yada, yada. <laughs> My way out of how much I drink. <laughs> I mean, if someone says, okay, hold on. We yes. need to dig into this. For All a right, because there's some. Oh shoot! I should th- not have brought this up. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging the system. Okay, thanks. The Good. system is in question. Okay. And that is this: if the distinction is social drinker and daily drinker, isn't the right question how often do you socialize? <laughs> Thank you. Because if you socialize every day, I, which you're I, a daily drinker. Because I kind of, I am a social drinker. Yes. I just socialize a, a lot. lot. That's right. I mean, I'm with my friend Whiskey Jesus yeah. at least a couple days, a few days a week. It's, yeah. I mean, and my thing is like a wee dram. I mean, that's nothing at all. I mean, just a taste. Yeah. I mean, uh, just to pour yourself a little, just cover the bottom of the glass. And what am I supposed to do when my 4:30 p.m. whiskey alarm goes off? Mm. And I, I gotta do what it says. Just imagine when your two o'clock sherry alarm goes off, and then your four thirty whiskey, because you're not gonna be able to turn that off. B- no. By then. No. When, I, when, I, when I'm in my when I'm in my sixties, or whatever it is, and it's yeah. all hologram. Right. And you have to like you have to minority report the hand signals to turn on and off the Siri alerts. No, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, in my day. In my day. We used voice commands. Now, uh, this fancy mind control. Right, now I have to think hard what I want, and it's too much. It's too much. It so is I, too can't, much. I won't be able to turn off the... And the kids will be saying, like, you just have to think what you want. And you're like, ah, it's too much trouble. Grandma, it's just way... think it clearly. I'll be like, I did think it clearly. That's right. And it's still giving me... You're like, you didn't. The 3D printer <laughs> is still serving me whiskey at 2 p.m. What am I supposed to do? Let it go to waste? In the future, there... The, in the future, yes. Redbreast will evolve <laughs> because they won't produce the whiskey in large quantities in Ireland. In Ireland, no. put it in bottles, ship yeah. it around the world. They'll produce so it in Ireland once, 
and they'll project the perfect formula to... That's right. They'll send it on the Wonka vision. On the Wonka vision. Into each of our homes. Uh-huh. And we'll push the button. Right. Pay the amount. Oh, my God. Facial I'm recognition on the phone. So ready. And they will. it will manifest the bottle. I did the magical hand <laughs> motion. You did. And then you'll have the exact replica of the thing they produced in Ireland that day. Speaking of existential dread, mm-hmm. something that keeps me going, mm-hmm. in addition to whiskey and candy, and I think, like, what's next? kind of keeps me going in general in general in general what's next i think it can be easy to say like oh my god climate change the polar bears are dying and what's next can be a bummer but you just gotta switch your switch your news stories yes to be like i'm gonna be 3d printing whiskey in my retirement house in florida and that's something worth going keeping going for i would ask you a question okay did you ever read the stand Yes. Okay, so the, the stand for those who don't Stephen know. Stephen King. Stephen King a, yeah, about a big thick book. Like a thousand page book about it's like a near future. Yes, actually, yeah, I yeah. think at this point it's the past. Yeah, probably. But anyway, it's the it's a story about a virus that accidentally gets out of the American you know super secret lab and destroys ninety nine point five percent of the world population. Mm-hmm. And uh, a new society emerges, and when you read it, you know it takes like. A month or two to read it. Yeah, it's a big book. And I've read it probably three times in my life. I think of those as like phases in my life where I was reading mm. The Stand. And there's a part of me, every time I read the, that book, that it's that kind of wants to have the opportunity to seek some crazy other form of the world. I so not that see I really this. Wanted it. But I, I think so that, see this in yeah. you. No, but it's not just me. No, it's not just you. Clearly, it's not just because you. But I see you as one of these people who thinks that way. But, but also because you know how people will say in the zombie apocalypse I'd do this. It's the same thing, right? There's a certain amount of like, wouldn't it be fun if the world ended as we know it and we got to do something new? And, and you know, here's the thing about me. Yes. And I think more people, if they were being really honest with themselves, mm-hmm. would say what I'm about to say. Yep. Which is, I'm a first waiver. You got to explain that. Okay. So, zombie apocalypse, uh, uh, nuclear apocalypse, pandemic, pandemic flu, okay. Nuclear apocalypse, what have you? I want to go out in the first wave because you have said this consistently. No, if you're telling me ninety plus percent of humans are going to die, I can do math. I'm a practical person. That probably includes me. Well, probably includes and most everyone I've ever people. cared about. Well. So I don't need to see that. I, I'm just you know, and I don't want. I am not a survivor. I am not. <laughs> I am not a wear a backpack, carry a knife in my belt. Survivor, I'm not. Okay. I think, okay, there's a couple of things that I want to add here. <laughs> I'm perfectly comfortable that I will die in the first wave. The first wave. And I don't I don't want to suffer. Right. I don't want to go hungry. I don't want to kill no freaking zombies. I just, I will happily die in the first wave, and right. I've made my peace with that. Right. Okay, that's fine. Hashtag first waver. First waver. Um, <laughs> if you're a first waver, you can, you can hashtag that. I mean, you know, the interesting, okay, there's a lot to say about this. Okay. The first thing is, well, you're right. Most people, by definition, are a first waiver, right? Sure. Most people would also say, oh, no, I'm not a first waiver. Yeah, I'm see. Gonna, you know, I'm going to be Rick Grimes, you know, Michonne. I'm going like, to fight to the end. Bless their hearts. Right? People who think that doesn't apply to them. That's like I, the, uh, I, I'm uh, like 90% of people think they're better than the average driver. This is my perfect example. Yes. Because if you ask me, uh, Merdina, how good a driver are you? I'll be no, like. No, wait, hold on. Not very good. <laughs> Little, little below average. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. No, I'm not like I've never killed anyone. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> nothing like that. But sometimes I graze. You have dented the shit out of a number of cars, <laughs> your Mer- own and others. The Merdina, the Merdino mobile has a couple of dents. Mobiles. Ugh, it over has the a, years. Okay, I've been missing a light for a while. I've been meaning to get that fixed. Yes. But I graze telephone poles. I kiss curbs. It's like a it's Gently, more like a lovingly. It's not a it's not a gentle kiss. It's more like it's a rough. it's not a French kiss. It's like a Russian kiss. Ooh. It's like it's just in there. Uh-huh. But I, I just well on that for a second. I've heard. Ooh, I'm gonna put a little water in my whiskey before we. Uh, yeah, right. So Merdina, yo, okay. So, but this wait, is self awareness on a high level. You can now name the podcast Russian Kiss. Russian Kiss, baby. <laughs> it's a little more enticing. It, well, it is. Um, and self-awareness is really important, right? Okay, my point was, I had a point. Yeah. 
I'm dropping things. You're fine. We're pipetting water into our whiskey because why? we just thought we, we don't know. Well, it doesn't need it. If you're drinking red breast of stout, you don't it. need to put any water but in it, even though it's 46%. It's a thing people could do. But you have to do it. For, uh, I thought we'd do it just for completeness. Just to see what it's like. Have a have a drink and report back. But I was just going to say, wait, I had a point. What was my point? Your point was about self-awareness, I think. Yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable saying I'm probably slightly less skilled than the average driver. I'm okay with that self-awareness. And I'm okay yes. with saying I am not going to be like uh, walking dead Killing zombies or... But let me ask you this. Yeah. This is really the key question. Okay. What you're, the, the two examples you've given are ones where you're on the, the sort of short end of the stick compared to the average person, sure. right? One, driving. Mm -hmm. Two, surviving any kind of apocalypse. But what do you think of as the things where you're on the opposite side of the spectrum, where you're just in the 90x percentile... Jesus, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's tough to say. I it, well, I mean, what would what would other people fall for or do that wasn't good for them that that you would never do or or the opposite, right? Like you said before that you're a really efficient cook. So here's the thing. You're not. I'm not a great cook. But you're an efficient cook. I'm an efficient cook. Yeah. I don't know. That's not something you normally brag about. This mm. is my rant. Okay. You really don't. A couple years ago, I signed up for Blue Apron because <laughs> I listened to a lot of podcasts and all the podcast commercials kept telling me to sign up for Blue Apron. And I'm occasionally persuaded by these things. Right. I didn't buy a mattress. I didn't sign up for razors to be mailed to me. Right. I did not get a Quip toothbrush. However, I did sign up <laughs> so for Blue Apron. So it's like one apron. out of four. One out of four. So 25% <laughs> yeah. success rate yeah, exactly. on podcast advertisers. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Sure. So, um, and by the way, I respect that you have not taken any advertisers yet, Whiskey Jesus. I mean, any whiskey companies that want to advertise, I'll find a way to promote you. You're not, you're not shilling for mattresses yet. Yet. You know. I do like mattresses. I like mattresses. I mean, if they mailed us a mattress. We'd, we'd, we would do the podcast We'd from that lay mattress. on the mattress. And do the podcast. And drink whiskey. I would so yeah. do that. Whiskey okay. on a mattress. All right. There go, there go my high standards. You're, yeah. No, right it, it didn't take much. We didn't actually even get it. And you, and you crumbled like a, like a, just like a sandcastle. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but I, but I signed up for Blue Apron. And I, I like, I actually, I like Blue Apron. Mm -hmm, I really mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. But they send me these recipe cards and the recipes always say like, the, it takes 20 to 30 minutes or the really hard ones are like 30 to 40 minutes. I'm like, Blue Apron, you are a liar. 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 Because I'm not a good cook. But I'm a fast cook. I am fast and efficient. That's my thing. Right. I, I can, I'm good at multitasking. Right. It takes way longer than they say. Well, well. What, what do you think the factor is? 2x, two, 3x, two 5x? What are we do, talking about here? I'm going to have to. 20%? I'm going to have to take some notes. But I'm All saying right. it's minimum 20 to 30% longer than what okay, they claimed. So and that's for somebody who, you know, knows what they're doing. Right. And is kind of fast. Right, right. Okay. Like, I'm fast at this stuff. So if it was a 30-minute thing, you think you could do it in, like, 40 minutes? Yes. And that's and if jamming. I'm And that's if I'm on my game. Right, right. I am not drinking whiskey. <laughs> I'm not listening to music. I'm not, just, like, concentrating on cooking. You're not like my grandmother, who... <laughs> what did your grandma do? What did you call her, <clears throat> by the way? Grandma. Grandma. Yeah. I mean, just because the grandmas have so many names. Yeah, they do. It's they have more names than anybody else. Uh, and this is my Irish grandma. Um... And she would, uh, in the old days, mm -hmm. she would cook for five hours. She was not efficient, and she did drink sometimes. And <laughs> was she the was, food delicious? It was delicious. Well, there you go. And sometimes we would sit down to it at 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on vacation. Not and were half the night. people drunk by then, like the adults? Well, it's an Irish room. Yeah, yeah, it's an Irish, um, Irish wing of It the was family. delightful. I mean, in retrospect, it was delightful. Yeah. At the time, as a little kid, you'd get a little sleepy. Yeah, aw. You know. A little sleepy Jesus. A little sleepy. But nevertheless, um, I wish that I had been grown up there with them. Right? Because I, I would sit in the kitchen with my grandma cooking for many hours. I had no idea how you cooked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she just got more and more friendly and more and more <laughs> drunk as she cooked for many, many hours. And that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Maybe. We go back to the whole idea of like, there we were, 
Yeah. In the kitchen. Yeah. Enjoying. It was hours of. Uh, enjoying life and just. Human contact. Being with people. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's true. I think it's time we wrapped it up, Merdina. All right. We had some chocolate. We didn't really we did. talk about. Well, we don't have to talk about Toblerone. Toblerone people know Toblerone. It's, it's inoffensive. It's a crowd okay. pleaser. It didn't. I, I'm going to be honest here. Yes. It didn't add to nor take away. No, it was good. It was good. It was we, fine. Here's what I said. We needed a confidence builder because I <laughs> effed it up so bad after the orange slices in the last podcast. Um, I it, wanted to play it safe this part time. Part of the reason that I am doing the low carb diet is because of the orange slices. <laughs> but how does I, that? How does that not well, work? Okay, it, it works like this. I got a little bit of a weakness for candy. And that's just pure I carbs, can right? To that. Just candy, right? Yeah. So I thought, I, there's nothing. I mean, I, there's nothing about candy that's ever going to be good for you, right? Mm. Some thought, you know, that extends to bread and all these other mm. things. Let's 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 keep it lean. Let's let's uh, let's eat like a an adult human. So uh, that's the way I'm going to do this for a while. And I mentioned that w- the whiskey has zero carbs. If I were American beer Jesus, I'd be in trouble right now. I hear you on that. There's but, a reason I don't drink. Uh, there are several reasons I don't drink much beer. Yeah. Even though beer is great. It's refreshing yeah, from and From time to time, sure, yeah. But, yeah. And also, know. The, the, you know, here's the thing. Redbreast, Lestow, the genius that goes into a whiskey like this is so far beyond what any beer maker anywhere in the entire world it's so is true. doing. That's so true. It's like every sip is something that you know. It's years and years of craftsmanship and thoughtfulness and improvement. And I think that uh, the fact that you go pay 60 or $70 for a bottle like this, it doesn't matter. I agree. It's there's, a bargain. There's so much love and intelligence mm-hmm. that goes into whiskey mm-hmm. that I so appreciate. And I've been, I really appreciate Redbreast and everything they're doing and our Redbreast Twitter friend. Um, you know, we love that you've been tweeting at us and that you've been so patient, patient waiting for us to do this podcast. And thank you for sticking with us. A little passive and aggressive, but that's okay. <laughs> no, I don't see it that no, way. Just, you know, just, I think you know. we're all friends. I'm pretty sure our Redbreast friend is going to have a little drink while he listens. I he, hope so. He, it listens. He, they, they Zay. It's all Zay good. are going to get it's a total around. Judy listens. We, Judy. And... They are going to get a Toblerone, and they're going to listen to our podcast you know and, and, and drink along with and us. And drink with us, that's because right. that's what it's all about. Just having some friends and warm human companionship. That's, it. that's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, all right. One last little. We're going to say Slancha one more time. Slancha. Two Redbreast. Thank red you. Redbreast. Lestow edition. Beautiful whiskey. Enjoy it. And. We're going to say goodbye. Yes. Merdina, what, last words? Ole. Ole. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Roving, but others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley. And caught in pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early. For sharing dum-a-doo-dum-a-da. What for the daddy-o? What for the daddy-o? There's whiskey in the jar. For sharing dum-a-doo-dum-a-da. What for the daddy-o, what for the daddy-o, there's whiskey in the jar.